Hey, let's kick off an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, which is brought to you free every week from the folks at, well, where else? Geekinthecity.com. You can also watch us stream the show weekly every Tuesday on twitch.com forward slash geekinthecity at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. If you enjoy the show, you can also help us out over on patreon.com forward slash geekinthecity. Your support there helps us do more content and create more shows and overall make it a better experience for you, the best audience in the world. As always, always share the show and make some comments for us or give us a five-star rating on any of the platforms you enjoy listening to this show on. And with that, let's kick off this all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. Why, hello, and welcome to issue 662 of Geek in the City of Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Duran. I'm one of your other hosts, Gary. And I am your other, other host, Cable Watch And we are coming to you live from the Guardian Game Studios. Woo! Woo! Pew, pew, pew! That's not the tab I wanted. <laughs> and this is take two of this issue. <laughs> so uh, thanks to everyone who let us know that you couldn't hear us. Um, what do you mean? Oh, like yeah, no, we couldn't. Yeah. No, we couldn't. No. <laughs> no, I am so bad at keeping any form of behind-the-scenes secret. <laughs> so yeah, no, we would have failed miserably. Um, yeah, no, I'm doing some things over here. So great. It's what happens when you have to reboot everything. So we logged in before. And all the amazing listeners were like, hey, we don't hear anything. We're like, what? And it turns out you had to do the thing that they always tell you to do in IT, which is... Um, Try to it off and it. Yep. Yeah. It works and, uh, every time. Works every time. It's also what it did this time. Uh, yay. Popular enough for a second print run. There you go. <laughs> Um, good. So when we were first informed that no audio was coming through, I was asking everybody how the weekend was. Oh, yeah. Um, so my weekend was nice and long, extra long, because I took Friday off, so I have four days. Yeah. It's glorious. Yeah. And this was I went to go indulge in 16-year-old me's um, hobbies, uh, uh, going to an incubus concert. Nice. Oh, that's the show you went to? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my um. Sorry, that's that judgment in my voice. It's a little bit of judgment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my my friend and former trainer Carolyn, who's been on the show mm-hmm. before, so mm-hmm. years, you guys remember her. Listeners may or may not remember, but uh, she is very very fond of the band, and it's like I've got tickets, and I wish someone besides my teenager wanted to go with me because they're going, but they're not like they knew it. I'm like I want someone my age going. You know, she said. She wants someone her age mm-hmm. who would be into it. I was like, I'd be super into that. 
Nice. Yeah. I've never I'd never seen them before, so. Yeah. And then you got to shop at all your favorite malls from when you were a teenager, all your favorite stores. I'll show that. You know what? I think I'm getting weeks messed up because my last weekend was actually really great. So I mean the week. Uh, you The weekend before was stressful. The weekend before was stressful. This last weekend, not so much. Yes. we. Time is we really. Two weeks for us here at this table. That's right. Uh, wibbly wobbly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know. Cable, how was yours? It was good. Yeah. I, I picked up a, a sword from her husband. Oh, you got a sword? I, I did. I'm giving it to a different person. Oh. And then they're going to give it back to me, and I'll give it back to Christian. Okay, who's the other person who's getting the sword? Uh, my friend Kelsey. Oh, okay. I thought you were pointing right back to Denise. I was like, why no. didn't he just give her the sword? I, they live together. <laughs> it, it's complicated. It's complicated in a way that's... That's very more important. complicated than just changing your status to it's complicated. We're playing right. musical swords. Keep up. Mm. Um, do you win or lose when you get it stuck in you? Uh, <laughs> well, it depends no, no, if you no, get stuck in the middle you with you. Swords, so you're passing the sword around when the music stops. The sword is in your hand. Oh. So you okay. win. Right. And you get to kill the person on your left. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think technically that's you. I have my own swords. Zzz, plural. Um, but I don't consider myself a sword man yet. That requires like a collection of katanas and like movie replica swords to become a sword man. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. My weekend, that weekend, whatever, timey-wimey stuff, was uneventful but incredibly stressful mm -hmm. because I had to make an appointment with a neurologist on Monday morning, which became a trip to the emergency room. <laughs> Uh, which became a trip for me staying the night in the emergency room. Uh, so remember when we were live last time and I deal with audio issues and then I looked kind of drunk and Cable and Denise were like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just got a little dizzy. And then I joked, wouldn't it be funny if I had a little stroke? Well, well, joke's on me. It wasn't a little one. It was a moderate stroke. Um, Overachiever that you are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> of all the things I have aimed for in my life, that's the one that works. Uh, so, yeah, I spent um, all of Monday and most of Tuesday in the emergency room of Providence Hospital. Uh, they wanted to move me Monday night into the hospital proper, but there are no beds available in the, in the hospital. So I had to spend the night in the emergency room, uh, which is not very comfortable. And not directly related to COVID. Not directly, no, but indirectly. still indirectly, but still also because our healthcare system is trash. Mm -hmm. The providers are good. It's our system, the for-profit and insurance system that makes it a, a, a hellscape, a, a Terry Gilliam Brazil-like hellscape of bureaucracy. And let me see if this person can afford to be healed. Oh, I wish it was Brazil. Right. Um, I wish it was 1984. Yeah. So, yeah, what had happened is that uh, I had been extra stressed of late for various other things. Part of it because I internalize a lot of things. Yeah. What? Uh, and apparently sometime in the past, I had injured my neck uh, one way or another. Um, and then with horrible headaches and neck pain, I was using the wrong form of massage to try to make get kinks out and make it not hurt. 
um, don't use a lot of hard pressure on your neck because it can do bad things like cause your muscles and tendons to wrap around the one of the carotid arteries that are supposed to just be a straight shot from like the chest to the brain. Uh, one of mine, my tension made it basically do like an S curve, uh, which then caused part of it to tear a hole in it, which then allowed the blood clot to get through and smack me in the brain, which is what you all saw two Tuesdays ago. So yeah, right, uh, right here at this table roughly around this time i had a weird bout of anxiety coming into guardian today i, I can imagine yeah because my brain was like you know last time you're here you literally and i'm not saying this from like hyperbole when my neurologist at providence saw how much of my um cerebellum right mm -hmm. yeah that's the part that controls movement and like speech and some parts of memory uh when he saw how much was affected um, not only was he like, oh, you're still alive. Uh, he was also like, holy crap, you can walk, talk, remember. I see no loss of any motor skills, memory, speech. I'm like, nope. He's like, yeah, that you were one of the luckiest people I have ever met for this to happen. I was like, hooray. Yeah, you're a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, one of the things that does help is that I write all the time and I read a lot. So your brain is kind of like a muscle, and if you make it do a lot of extra things, it has to use more of itself for like other things. I think that by default, it just kind of creates more like fatty cells that are like, well, we can do that too. Right, right. Your your brain is verse. Like, yeah, sure. Uh, versatile. Is the, uh, like oh, okay, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. There was a plot point in, in anime that talked about the, the fact that there were aliens trying to take over because they were trying to do certain things to help smooth out the wrinkles in people's brains because the more you thought and the more you exercised your brain, the more wrinkly it got and the smarter you were. And the dumber they made people, people started to have smoother brains. And they wanted people to have smooth brains. Oh, yeah, that's true. The more you do thinky stuff. Showing my showing my verse by saying thinky stuff. Um, yeah, you get more wrinkles in your brains. Mm -hmm. um, Wrinkle them craniums, kids. That's right. <laughs> Pharaoh, your gray matter or whatever. So, in, in other words, like the, the more you exercise your brain by doing thinkies. Yeah, no, it's really <laughs> annoying that being lazy on both a physical and intellectual level is not good for your not saying you can't do downtime your body also needs that which is mm -hmm. another thing that contributed to this is i am not good at downtime i am now by the way i'm getting better what? uh but yeah apparently not only do you have to like take care of your body but you have to do things that stimulate your brain too oh yeah my um my biggest fear is alzheimer's <laughs> yeah uh and so oh, <laughs> yeah um but yeah, the one thing I was super worried about out of all of this is that on my dad's side, uh, it is a total crapshoot on whether or not your heart's going to get past a certain age or not. It just runs on my dad's side. They're either fine or they're not fine. Uh, so part of the things I had to have was an ultrasound on my heart, and it is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It has no weird rhythm. It's not enlarged. It's perfectly fine. 
So much so that the neurologist was confident because he was in a semi-home with a heart monitor just to be sure. But he's like, you don't need one. Your heart's fine. I feel totally fine sending you without a heart meter. So that's weirdly like made me relax a lot. Like the moment he said your heart's fine, I went, oh. And the thing with the artery, I guess like 9% of the time, it heals itself. Like it just repairs. It just grows cells and blah, 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 blah. Right. It was because of your injuries and then like not knowing that it was injured. So then like you weren't. I was making it worse every time I got super high pressure deep tissue massage on my neck area. Mm. Uh, I was making it much, much, much worse. Uh, it's probably what ended up tearing it. Um, yeah, and I was always, anyone who knows me knows like I have like this nervous neck twitch. Part of it is because of stress and the part because it was always in pain. I was always trying to basically get my neck to pop. And I wasn't doing that. I was making everything worse. Uh, hence why I see the video, I'm wearing this little soft collar. Um, I can move my head. But I'm not really supposed to do any like extreme turns, uh, which is why there's no scooter for me for at least the next six weeks at a bare minimum. Well, that's kind of your fault. I know it really is. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I'm totally good. It's too tall. I actually thought about offering it to her. She can't ride mine. It's too tall. Yeah, you, you've offered in the past. I was gonna offer again, but I was like, she's not gonna be able to. Yeah. It's. I'm five foot three. Okay. She can't. She has to lean the bike pretty well to get a foot on the ground. Mm -hmm. She okay. can't. Not even her toes. It's super hard to get it straight up off the ground because I have to like push off and like immediately have right. to like yeah. try to balance it. Uh, Jen's is the right size for her, but Jen's is a little spooky because it's so light. Even though it's got a smaller engine than mine, that sucker just yeah. It just it just goes. Um, so yeah, um, people at the hospital were really great. Everyone was super nice. Uh, I, of course, could not turn my nerd brain off, uh, when I was getting the MRI, MRI done. Hey, that was way more comfortable than I thought it would be. If it wasn't yeah. for the loud sounds, I would have fallen asleep in it mm -hmm. because it perfectly like cradled me. And then I had padding all around me and then it locked, I, like, I was like, oh, it was just the right temperature. It's nice and cool. Um, every sound it made sounded like the opening riff of every early or every late 90s pop punk band. Huh. Um, except for one which sounded like the rave music from The Cheat. If you guys watched, if you used to watch Homestar Runner, that one. So much so that I, I almost started laughing. But if I started <laughs> to move, they'd have to start over and make them very angry. Um, when they let me out, uh, this would have been a stretch. But I was kind of annoyed that, or at least I was hoping that when the tech let me out of the MRI machine, I wanted him to start talking like a pwn from Aliens. Because <laughs> in my own head, I was like, glorious day in the core. Day in the core is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every formation a parade. I love the core. Because I was like, get out of a hypersleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, right? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, when the nurse was doing the an ultrasound tech was scanning my heart, um, I started laughing. She's like, what is this? And this is what it sounds like when the predator stalks us. Because it's the same sound effect. Your heartbeat. Yeah. And she's like, you're very weird. <laughs> she's like, nice, but very weird. I went, hee, hee, hee. Um, I'm sure that made her much more comfortable. Actually, she commented about 
I was one of the nicest patients she had had in years. And I was like, because I even offered, like, should I shift a little bit? She's like, no, no, you have to stay in this position. She's like, so I've got to kind of like shove and prod the wand. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can move. She's like, no, you have to be this way. And then she said, by the way, you're, thank you for offering. You're like one of the nicest patients I've had in a long time. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah. I said, but why? I said, I, I, I'm in here because I, I don't want to die. And your job is to help me not die. Why would I be a pain? She's like, well, you have no idea. People are assholes. I, I guess, they but you're, they're they literally are. your life is in their hands. To be fair, they're assholes because our healthcare system is broken. I, I mean, don't think that's the only reason. It, it, but it is, it's part of it. Like, it's all systemic. And, 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 and even if, even if, let's say that that is the number one reason that someone is an asshole is because, generally speaking, like it, it, because in general, the healthcare system is shit. It's, it's a fucking dystopian hellscape. That's not the text fault. Nope. That is in no, not even remotely close to being the text fault. So why are you taking it out on them? Because we live in a, a, a culture that, that I almost said live, we live in a society. Fuck. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Fuck him. Fuck that guy. Um, That's Jared Leto, right? Yes, it is. Um, they say it a lot on Chainsaw Matinee, and it's infiltrated mm. my brain. Um, my point being <laughs> that uh, we are trained to blame Ronald McDonald when we get a bad hamburger. Tucker doesn't know how to cook a burger, though. But, like we we make we get angry at the spokesperson, and not at the system behind it. Yeah, I don't understand that. Because we have an uneducated populace by design. Yeah, they're all links. But Aaron is nice but weird. <laughs> That's true. And you'll notice that normally. I would join Cable's rant. Yes. I'm not talking about how, as a rule, especially modern American society, we're all awful people. Literally, one of my doctor's orders is to, he didn't say it this way, but to not give a fuck. Basically, he was like, unless it directly impacts you and you have a legitimate path with which to make it better, he's like, you have to not let it bug you. There's an incredible amount of freedom that I have never felt before in my life. <laughs> like the past few days, I've gotten like direct messages or tagged in like the newest outrage or whatever. And they're like, what are your thoughts on this? And I was like, eh, it sucks. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I'm like, that's all you're getting out of me, man. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? I can't stop Perry Styles from being a piece of shit. I don't know if that's true or not. Who? Harry Styles? Harry Styles. Is that his name? The, the guy who allegedly spit on Chris Pine, but it turns out he didn't spit on Chris Pine. I didn't hear anything about this. That's so. fine. You're not missing anything. I'm not. That was a real today. It wasn't spit, but it did look like it spit. doesn't matter. Either way, I don't care. Also, yeah, I... And that really wasn't what someone wrote me about. That just right. popped in my head. That, that, yeah. Merrick was showing me a video of Chris Pine yesterday. It's like... It, She's like, what is going on with Chris Pine? And that is a man who does not want to be in Vienna to do that junket. But it, it was it, it was specifically it's like, why is what is what is going on with his dress, with like, his outfit? And I'm like, he's Captain Kirk. What the fuck does he care? Yeah. <laughs> like 
he's played cap he's James T. Kirk. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter it like that reframed his entire career. Yeah. He is now at a point where he can go, I I actually don't give a fuck. Um, I like how someone said, they're like, why is Chris Pine dressed like everyone's lesbian aunt? And then it turns out he's on a press junket with yeah. Harry Styles for whatever movie they're both in. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's that's why he's dressed. Okay. okay yeah. This makes more sense. And it's not the U.S. tour. It's Vienna. So it's the foreign yeah. press tour, which usually means people, I don't know, you dress a little different for it. Yep. European. Yes, yeah. very much so. Very much so. But I can see how in the United States someone would be like, why is he dressing like my weird yeah. art dealer aunt? Yeah, any yeah. of us would just look at it and go, that's yeah, Chris Pine. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I still go back to, he's Captain fucking Kirk. Yeah. He can do what he wants. He does look bored as hell. He is. Yeah. The other thing that Merrick showed me was a clip of Harry Styles answering the question and Chris Pine's just looking like if I could get up and leave, I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His I, look completely reminded when they were when Cavill and Affleck were doing the press junket for Batman v Superman. And Affleck knowing it was a bad movie. And poor Cavill, he loves Superman so much. He's just talking about how much fun it is and the the, the honor of the role. And the camera would always push it on Ben Affleck, who's just sitting there like, this movie's trash. Like, you're trying to get us to say something nice. He's like, it's a... The look is just like, I know I'm in a bad movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you ever watch that, you'll notice that Cavill's not actually talking about the movie. He's just talking about how much he loves Superman. And he loves Superman. He loves Superman. Yeah. Although, I have instincts that uh, he's not going to be wearing that cape anymore. I think he's going to get announced at a Marvel thing at D23 this weekend. Oh, was that this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 If Marvel and if Marvel had a big showing at Comic Con, but they're still a D twenty three and they're getting a dedicated Marvel day, like yeah, no. Like I bet that's where we get. We might even get like Fantastic Four casting announcement. Um, my gut tells me that um, Carlo Esposito is going to be Professor X. I could see that. Yeah. Such a great villain. I'm okay with all this. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Who, Carlos Esposito or Professor X? Yeah, neither of them are villains. Because, well, an argument could be made. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said Carlos Esposito, but in my head, I heard uh, Giancarlo. Yeah. It is. It's Giancarlo Esposito. I just said Carlo Esposito because some people shorten it. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. No, so we are talking about the same guy. Yeah. Um, Moff Gideon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's familiar. Which, by the way, that dude took his uh, saber training to heart because I guess it was at a, a convention, I don't know, just like within the last few weeks. Someone went on stage and, like, handed him the like the toy, like the, the Force Effects Darksaber and challenged him to a duel. Dude went to town. <laughs> like this poor nerd was like, "Oh shit, I gotta actually defend myself." I mean, he wasn't gonna hurt him, but it was like, "I'm not just gonna go." We see celebrities like, "No, he squared up." It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, the audacity. 
Yeah. <laughs> why would you think? Why would you think otherwise? Yeah. So no, that was pretty cool. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm here, feeling better than I have in a long time. Haven't woken up in pain in the last week, which is weird. Yeah. <clears throat> What's it like? I, I keep waiting for something else to happen. That's what it's mm -hmm. like. So you, you're also a product <clears throat> I am. Yeah. Like yesterday when I woke up, I literally, like, I was about to go for my walk. And I stood in the middle of the kitchen and I went, something's wrong. <laughs> and did, like, that checklist. Because also I'm being hyper vigilant now about anything weird my body's doing. Right. To where, like, if I lean on my arm wrong and, you know, you can just put it to sleep, <laughs> I'll be like... Shit, my arm's done. Oh, that's right. I gotta call my one and I stand up and it gets all tingly. I'm like, oh no, I just, nope. I just no literally problem. put it to sleep because not just your arm would go; it'd be your entire left side. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm in the kitchen and I'm like, something's gone wrong. And then part of my brain was like, no, you're just not in pain. And we don't know how to function that way. Like we're not dedicating some energy to just mitigating pain so you can do the rest of the day. So there's that. It probably will make you less tired at one. Uh, probably. I am sleeping better and longer, but I'm not being like, oh, I could go for a nap. I'm like, nah. I'm I, good. I know that um, like on days where like my back pain is particularly bad, I'm exhausted just from a basic work day. Mm -hmm. Because... You can't not use your back like throughout the course of a day. Right. Even if you have a really low impact job, which mine sort of isn't. Yeah, I'll just I'll just be exhausted by the time I get home from work because it's exhausting. Yeah. It wears you down to to try to work past the pain and or try to ignore it or work a muscle that is in pain. It's, so I I, I just I picture that you probably feel a little less. Yeah, yeah, and it's a very strange feeling. Also, not having pain when you sleep. Oh my god, that has been amazing. I like it also, because you know, you wear the Fitbit and it kind of tracks your sleep. It's, mm -hmm. it's pretty shitty at it, honestly. Fitbit, your system doesn't work that well. Um, but like, I never realized how many times I woke up and tossed and turned. Not because I'm a light sleeper, but because my body was like, ow, 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 please move. And I, mm -hmm. uh, and I moved like, ah. Ow, ow, you know. So I may not actually be a light sleeper. It might be that I'm just hurting so often that my body was just waking up all the time. Yeah, so. I, I wake up a lot. Yeah. That, I never used to. Yep, nope, that's probably it. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's great. I, I'm glad. I would not, I don't want this on anybody. Like, that chronic pain's no fun. Um, suggesting that maybe I might have a problem is when they were telling me things I need to do. In the back of my mind, part of my brain kept saying, please don't say cut alcohol, please don't say cut alcohol, please don't say cut alcohol, please don't say cut alcohol. Don't say cut alcohol. You know what they never said? Cut your alcohol. Uh, they did say, like, don't drink in excess. They're like, but we would say that for anyone. Um, I do still have to watch it because I take a muscle relaxant before bed now. Right. And uh, that and a trazodone, you know. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a cocktail you don't want. I mean. Or maybe you do. It's a super relaxing way to go to sleep. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, so yeah, this is all true. Mm -hmm. That's it. Uh, I am not looking forward to the bill, even though we have insurance. Sure, you may be you may be seeing me on GoFundMe any day now. We haven't seen it yet, but it's not going to be pretty. No, no. I'm actually curious if they're going to charge me more for staying in the ER, even though I had no option but to stay overnight in the ER. Absolutely, ask for an itemized bill. Oh yeah, no. Our friend Diana is already telling me how to apply for financial, but she's telling me all the things. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually supposed to not be super physical. Like I'm not supposed to live more than 20 pounds for at least the next six to eight weeks. Mm -hmm. Basically nothing that puts like a ton of pressure through that artery. They're like, don't make your body have to really just start pumping away. Mm -hmm. uh, God bless her, our friend Diana. She's like, you may have to file for disability. I'll walk you through it. And I'm like, hmm. Uh, wearing this brace, every time I've gone into a store, they've asked if I need the little cart. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I walk fine. Like, are you sure? What can I do for you? With the grocery scooter? Yeah. <laughs> so part of me is like, do I? Like, no, I want to walk. I want to walk. <laughs> but, you know, so. Oh, man, Norm, you got COVID. Everyone's going. Um, oh, man, you know it was the biggest vector? More than, like, fucking Comic-Con or San Diego? <laughs> Burning Man. No. Burning Man took out a fuck ton of people. That was that's not a surprise. With the B five yeah. variant, the one that's more airborne yeah. and out in the air. Yep. Yeah. 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 Apparently, COVID just brutalized I'm the waiting. Burning Man people. I'm waiting for the uh, numbers on Monkeypox to come back. Oh no, that's right. There's a so, lot of there's a lot of open skin touching out there. There was an yeah. epidemiologist that was like pointing. It's like, look. I know that it's like we need to talk to people about monkeypox now. This needs to be a thing because Burning Man is in three weeks, and that is going to be the biggest vector of monkeypox in this country because everyone's going to go to Burning Man. They're all going to get monkeypox, yeah. and then they're all going to go back to wherever the fuck they're from. Their families. One third Their jobs. Here. Um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yep. Oh. There was a part of me that, like, realized when I went to my climbing gym on Sunday, and I thought, wow, there's not many people here. Oh, it's Labor Day weekend. There are folks not here. And then I took that a little further and went, oh, no, it means there are a bunch of fucking burners that go here. God damn it. <laughs> it's more likely it was Labor Day. You haven't seen how... Um, Toned, tanned, um, clothing optional, and tattooed. Many of the climbers. Yeah, why would I hang out with those well, people? It's like not the tattooed part. Climbing. And in the world. And from. Okay. <laughs> I don't actually know anything about Burning Man. Like, not with any like real tangible. Oh. I, I know Continue at to least live. one burner, but. Uh, I feel like you would not enjoy it. I, I feel like I you know more than you one. Yeah, you know more than one. They just may not talk about it all the yeah. time. Sure. They're not as annoying as CrossFit people. <laughs> Anymore. Anymore. The week before, the few weeks leading up to it and the week after, they get super hyped and they can't wait to tell everybody that they're mm. going to be on the burn or on the playa. Um, I, had, I had wanted to do Burning Man back in the day when I was in my early 30s. And then I discovered DragonCon and went, why would I go to the desert when I have a hotel? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The only one I do want to do someday, or at least to check it out, there's one, I don't know if it's in the Nevada desert, but I know it's somewhere on the West Coast. It's not Burning Man, but it has a lot of, like, art car gearheads. It's basically, like, it's a long weekend of Mad Max. Mm. So people show up with their, like, weird-ass cars, and they race, and um, yeah, I it's know called, like, ApocalCon or yeah, something like that. Yeah. That reminds me of a thing I almost did a couple years ago. Well, like several years ago. Um, it was a, you go, you go, you travel out to somewhere near Oh, um, cross Wasteland. Yep, that's yep, it. That's it. Yeah. Yep, Wasteland I've heard of. Yeah. Oh, no, that's the one you did. It's, yeah. it's big with the um, the crust punks. The what? Crust punks. I don't know what that is. Okay. Okay. The crusty variety of punks. Oh, old punks? No. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. That's where my brain ran. I'm... No, they are literally crusty. Like, gear is like, wow, it looks like you've been out in the desert for 18 oh. days and didn't wash any of this. I get it. Cool. Nice. Oh, he said that COVID vaccines are mandatory at Wasteland. Oh, wow. Um, the other thing I like to do one day, people wouldn't know, I actually do enjoy like like really weird ass like off-road racing. Like I love watching rally racing. Mm-hmm. That's something else I can't do for six to eight months. It was funny when the doctor was like, I don't want you to do any off-roading or any high-impact sports. And I'm like, yeah. I'm known, okay, I'm known for that. But he said no roller coasters, which, by the way, I was supposed to spend last week in Disneyland. Yeah. I spent it in the hospital instead. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Um, I, but if I, I go within the next six to eight Disneyland months. Disneyland is cheaper. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could have rented, like, one of their dream suites where you can get the theme one that's, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Because it's, like, 1600 bucks a night. I bet you it's cheaper a night than where I stayed. Uh-huh. But anyway, I can't be on a roller coaster. Right. Okay. For six to eight weeks. Well, that just means more trips in the haunted mansion. Shucks. No roller coasters. No roller coasters, no off roading, no scooting. No scooting. Uh, no physical exertion, barely. Which which means you're mm-hmm. you're at a death race. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I am. You guys are gonna have to find someone else. I'm hoping I can go and just hang out and talk to folks afterwards, but I can't be there. I, I, I can't do like, it. I mean, like, do we, are we certain that there's going to be a lot of physical exertion? It literally says you will be running and jumping and climbing. You you, you were in the same interview with Taylor that I was in. <laughs> My brain is bad? Yeah, there's running, jumping, climbing. Yeah. Yes, your brain is bad. It's not going to be like one of those warrior runs or Spartan run, but it's still some running, jumping, climbing in the woods where people can fall. So here, here's the thing. Like I, I've been doing some, I've been looking stuff up, and I won't. I'm not going to post anything about it until after Death Race because I don't want to accidentally spoil any surprises they may have. Right. If I stumble across them, um, I would rather have it be. A, a, Part of the post wrap up, but the uh, this is not like in, uh, a knock against anyone involved with Hunt Theater's personal character, um, but as a theater troupe and given their mission statement, I don't trust a fucking thing they say. <laughs> 
I can't. I cannot because if I were in their shoes, I would lie about damn near everything. <laughs> Everyone shows up prepared for for one thing, and then it ends up being completely different. Yep, it's a competition. There are teams. It doesn't say that we're competing against other teams. What if we're competing against each other? <laughs> eh? <laughs> well, and see, that's why I'm in the school of. I'm just. I'm not gonna like do a bunch of homework. I'm nope. just gonna show up. I, I'm if I, fast, if, I, if yeah. I don't have any expectations, they cannot be unmet. That's fair. That's so fair. Unmet. Yeah. I, I I was explaining to a coworker today. It's like I have to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> I absolutely have to know. It doesn't ruin the experience for me. No, it just no. makes me more excited. I have to know. I'll I'll want to know every detail afterwards. Sure. But before I'm I'm comfortable with just like see what happens that's a good thing yeah. yeah well should we take a quick break and come back with some not shit about me sure sure yes but the, it's not shit this is you know what i mean stuff. Yeah. it's important shit oh i forgot to mention why i brought up all the drive stuff there's this event that i think would be fun to do one day oh. it's called the lemon 500 instead of a lemon you're not allowed to spend more than 500 dollars on the entire thing not counting safety gear for the car Okay. So you can get roll cages, five-point harnesses, uh, gas like protection for the gas tank. But the car itself and anything you do to it can't go over $500. And then it's like a 24-hour endurance race. It's like, it's like last car standing kind of thing. I was like, all right, that actually sounds like it's a fun bit of chaos. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Well, like I said, this seems like the perfect time to take a break for our sponsors. First up, of course, we have Guardian Games. They have been our sponsor since the very beginning. Beginning, <laughs> Since before this was a uh, podcast, it was just a little blog where I yammered on about comics and games. They have been there with us that long because Guardian Games is that cool. They are, without a doubt, uh, the city's, possibly even the country's best gaming store. Uh, don't take my word for it. Just get down there. 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. As soon as you walk in, you see a selection of the newest games that are out. Um, all Any kind of role-playing game you are looking for, they have it. If they don't have it, they can get it. Uh, if they can't get it, that probably means it's no longer in production or hasn't been made yet. And you know where a great place is to playtest your brand new game that you're trying to get published and out in the world? Why? At Guardian Games. I know a lot of folks there would love to give feedback on your own game. Like, it's not a specifically a service, but there's some dedicated gamers in that store. That is but one of the amazing services that just happen when you shop at Guardian Games. They are an open, diverse, and all-inclusive game store. Everyone is welcome within Guardian Games. Everyone who comes there and is nice is welcome. Look, I'm not saying they have a Patrick Swayze, but the rules apply. Be nice. Um, so yeah, go down there, check them out. 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon, Guardian Games. And when you're there, thank them for being a sponsor of Geek in the City Radio. Just like Rev Nat of Reverend Nat's Hard Cider. Uh, remember that they are shipping nationwide. So if you don't live in the Portland metro area, you can have your favorite ciders shipped to you. There are a couple states that make it a little wonky. Uh, I think like Alabama and California both have very specific laws of how to ship, but all the other states 
they can ship anything they sell to you, which is pretty sweet. Um, they've got a new cider coming out. It's their Oktoberfest. You're like, well, wait a minute. Oktoberfest, that's beer. You're right. That is beer. However, in the city of Frankfurt, there is a specific drink called Apfelwein, um, which I think is basically their fancy version of a shandy. It is a, a traditional October 1st ale uh, with a very dry, medium dry cider included. I've had it a few years ago. It is very delicious. So check that out. The Revnat Oktoberfest Apfelwein. You know what? I'm just going to say Applewein. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong and someone who speaks German will no doubt uh, correct me. So please check that out. And of course, there are still cans of Lokita Fresca, which is the beverage that I helped design with Revnat. It is very delicious. It's like drinking one of those Mexican fruit, fruit cups. You can't go wrong. And you can't go wrong with Revnat, who have been a longtime and loyal sponsor of Geek in the City Radio, which we're getting back to right now. Hey, how about those commercials? Those products and services i'm going to buy that thing and drink that thing you are well you're in that place and you do drink that thing live live do, right now no not that one um we could go for some new sponsors of that be pretty cool gitc radio at gmail.com um yeah <sighs> we'll be your refreshing voice for commerce yep I've said it before, I'll say it again. IMDB, we will gladly take your sponsorship money. We use you all the time. Every time we have to look up stuff for Oh yeah, that's true. Shows yeah. and movies and television. Yeah. I feel like eventually we gotta get Wizards of the Coast on board too. That would be great. That'd yeah. Be super. Especially if they start sending us all that like free swag like weeks before shit comes out. Yeah. That would be neat. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, we'd be happy to talk about any of the things that they, they do. Um yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. Maybe get some Beetle and Grimm in here too. All that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. There was no good segue to that. So what do you want to do? Attorneys, uh, or, attorneys, or Starfleet officers? Let's go with attorneys. Let's go with the new, the new, new. All right. Uh, so of course we are uh, joking about chatting about uh, She-Hulk. Attorney at law. Attorney at law. Which. which at this point, this is the first time we've talked about it because we talked about it a little bit a few weeks ago, but it was only at the tail end. We're like, the show's awesome. Did we? No, yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was, we had like oh, right, right. minutes left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. It, it's one of the shows that I now look forward to every week because I know it's going to make me chuckle and mm-hmm. smile and just have fun. I, I have laughed aloud. At every episode, all three yeah. episodes of the Bears so far. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they clearly had a lot of fun making it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. thus it is a delight to watch. Yeah. Uh, I was laughing at the various pop culture sites that are always trying to get more clicks when they're like, uh, "This or it would have been the second episode, but second and third, they're like." She-Hulk series on Disney Plus completely blows open a hole in the MCU as you, as they reveal the new secret. It's all about Emil Blonsky being like, you know, your government did this to me. Mm-hmm. That's not a big secret. Just go rewatch The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, it's in the movie. It's in the movie. It's not a great reveal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was like, okay, way to get oh, them clicks, y'all. I thought it was going to be the thing about Captain, uh, Captain America. 
Oh no, that was the first episode, and that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> um, oh, that yeah. was such a fucking treat. Yeah, you know what I didn't realize until I saw someone's TikTok video. Her uncle, or is it her dad? The mm-hmm. family she goes back to is that her dad or her uncle? It's her dad. It's her dad. Mm-hmm. That's what's his name from yeah. Perfect Strangers. Yep, yeah. it's cousin Larry. Cousin Larry. I was like, why does this guy feel like? Oh, I, I, like I'm comfortable and like I've known him for a long time, and then I saw a TikTok video and they're like, yeah, that's why you feel this way, and it cuts to cousin Larry, and I was like, oh my god, it is. Yeah, I clocked him the second he came on screen. Oh no, I didn't. It was all I could do not to go. Cousin Maddie, Cousin Maddie. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It's me, Balky Bartakomus. <laughs> From Mik- was it Mikolos? Uh, Mipos. I- Mipo, yeah. The, the island of Mipos. Yeah. <laughs> now we do the Miposian dance of joy. And I'm I'm going to devolve down this rebel. Yeah, I know, I'm yeah. Done. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I remember that being a fun show. And Mr. Twinkasetti, his boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was the horrible guy in The Crow. Um... The pawn dealer. Oh. Yeah, Mr. Shit on me. That's him. Um, what the fuck is his name? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to use something that should be our sponsor. The IMDb's. But, yeah, I mean, She-Hulk. She-Hulk has been just a joy <laughs> to watch. Yeah. It's... I know it's going to have its serious moments. Like, it's going to. It's going to have serious superhero shit. But right now, I'm just enjoying this ride, you know? I don't know that it's going to have serious uh, superhero moments. I feel like it's going to have. Well, no, I. I, I feel like it's going to have uh, moments that have weight and gravitas, <coughs> but not serious. I guess that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I know eventually Titania is going to cause, like, a real threat. Maybe not to her, but indirectly. I don't believe that. I, I, I don't believe that with. Really? With. with by casting Jamila Jamil as Titania, and her backstory for this is Titania is a super-powered Instagram influencer. Yes. Like, no, I don't know where you're going to go with this, but I don't think it's going to be knockdown, drag-out, classic superhero fights, It, but it's going to be interesting and fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, we did this last week get to see the Wrecking Crew. Yes, we did. Which is hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, that's, that's, that's an existing... It's an existing mm-hmm. villain team in Marvel. Like a D-list team. Yep. I'll say. Yeah. John Polito. Nice. Um, yeah, they're never really a threat in the comics, either. They're more of an annoyance. They are your first-tier mini-boss. Mm. Yes, exactly. If, you, yeah. if you're a superhero and you encountered the Wrecking Crew, it means that Whoever is behind it has money, and there's a whole lot more shit you're going to have to go through to get to them. Right, yeah. I mean, Kingpin has employed them before, Mm -hmm. but you can't really trace it back to Kingpin kind of thing. So they're like Mm. TaskRabbit for villains. Yeah. Yes, Yes. that's exactly it, yeah. Uh, But it was still cool to see. That was fun. Um, And... Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about the twerking scene, which was just magical. That was... <laughs> please recount the story that you recounted to us over text, because that blew my mind. 
that she didn't know they were going to cast Megan the Stallion. Yes. And that they intentionally hid it from her because they knew she was such a big fan, she wouldn't be able to focus. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So um, they cast Megan the Stallion to play herself and a, uh, an Asgardian shape-shifting elf at times, you know, uh, as what happens. Do enough. Whose yeah. name sounds familiar? Yeah, I don't know. So apparently, anyway, in the, the full script, it was just the stinger was just supposed to be her being like, okay, now, you know, Megan just signed down here and Shields would be like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm, I can't believe I'm representing Megan the Stallion. Mm -hmm. uh, the director fired up the song Body <laughs> and just said, dance. So that's all unplanned and unscripted. And so, you know, they're going at it and twerking and she just, is going nuts. She's in that full mo caption suit. Right. So that really is her ass. That really is her ass. It's almost always her, unless it's like her jumping off a cliff, and it's mm -hmm. her jumping and then CGI the rest. I mean, see, you know what I mean. She's doing the Andy Circus thing. Um, but the other thing that was hilarious is they were talking about how like the cameramen weren't getting low, and the director and the cameraman were the director's like, you need to give me better shots of this, and the cameramen were literally like. We're we're trained to be respectful. We don't. This does not feel right. And the director apparently said, "Get low. If you don't get that ass, it doesn't matter." <laughs> uh, female director, by the way. This wasn't like a dude being like, "Show me that ass." It was yeah. Her name's Cat, and she was like, "Get lower." <laughs> yeah. Um, and then someone wrote, and I, I don't really want to go into like people like the incels are being angry about all this. Um, a, this is probably the most comic faithful adaptation Marvel has ever done in terms of the character in, on TV or in the MCU being like their comic version. Right. A lot of, well, I think we talked about this sometime last week, a lot of uh, the characters that now comprise the MCU were not big names in Marvel comics and mm -hmm. they were sort of reinvented and reimagined and tweaked for for movies and for presumably for a quote unquote modern audience and so yeah and now maybe those comics reflect more of what their movie versions are like but that's oh, a far, sure. far cry from their earlier days oh totally i mean it's it's easy to forget that when the mcu kind of started um and i'm sure we'll get something for this but comic fans loved iron man captain america thor and everything they were not at the time Marvel's A-list sellers. That was X-Men, Spider-Man, and Deadpool. Like that was their money makers and Wolverine. You know what I mean? So the MCU is what elevated all those characters into bigger hits now in the books and whatnot. Um, but yeah, they're she's completely like out of the comics, breaking the fourth wall, all of it. Yep. Um, you know the jokes and stuff. Uh, she was doing this years before Deadpool. If you read original Deadpool comics, it was a lot like Deadpool in Wolverine Origins. Not funny, didn't talk, and just did a lot of killing and had a healing ability. Yeah. We didn't get, like, jokey Deadpool, I think, for like a decade into him being in comics. And that would have been, was it Jay Ferber, Gail Simone? Um, there's some other writers. I knew Pete Wood started drawing him right when he was getting more jokey and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
So they can't even say that, like, oh, they're just ripping off because Deadpool's a hit. Like, no, this has always been She-Hulk. She has always been this way. Yeah, and with Deadpool, too, it was... That actually took a different turn where they had to do something else to him in order to get him to that point where it's like, no, it's okay that he breaks the fourth wall. Like, why? Because there's someone else living in the frame. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's forget that part. It's another character called Madcap. No, 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 what I'm saying is that it doesn't make sense that because he has another character living in his brain, that's what makes it okay. Madcap broke the fourth wall. So that's how Deadpool started seeing beyond the comic that he existed in. Right. Because he was seen through Madcap's perception of the comic. Gotcha. And once they were finally split... Deadpool yeah, that's right. Okay, no, that doesn't. Versus She-Hulk, who just nah, she she's just fucking She-Hulk. She can do that. Yeah, I saw someone post. I don't know if they were being pro or against it, but someone took like a gif of the twerking scene and they wrote, "Tony Stark died for this," and I was like, "Okay, if you're trying to be serious, you're an idiot." Yes, but if you really get Tony Stark somewhere, he's like, "Damn right I did," you know, because. Let us not forget that Tony Stark had a retractable stripper pole in his private jet. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolute womanizer. So yeah, let's not be like the MCU would never do this, would never portray a woman this way on screen. I'm like, yeah, that's why every yeah. shot of Black Widow is from her ass up. Yep. Go rewatch Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. And go. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I um, did find uh, photographs of Dr. Maswani and Megan Thee Stallion when she's in the mocap. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was pretty great. Um, and apparently, uh, um, uh, Jamila will dress up as her character and mm-hmm. would, would go around New York spray painting the promo posters for She-Hulk, <laughs> writing like "loser, don't watch her, she sucks." And then Marvel started following her around. Then they made it a bit, but she apparently was doing that for fun. See, that's what I mean. I mm-hmm. I don't think whatever we're going to get out of Titania. Is not what we've gotten out of her in the comics. Yeah, before. she also. Um, I don't know if you guys. I mean, you probably follow her on Instagram, but she had posted and taunted Marvel and Disney for not having the guts to use the original shot of when She Hulk punched her in the courtroom. So the, one of the ways that when they filmed it one time, she was just goofing off or anything. So she, they've got her in the rope rig to yank her back across. So in the scene when he got to see just She-Hulk punch her, it's kind of hard to tell. It's just a general like punch towards center mass, and then you see her going flying. Mm-hmm. Apparently, one of the scenes when uh, Jamila is being pulled back, she's doubled over, and she puts her hands on her crotch and yells out, "My pussy!" <laughs> and she's being dragged. She's like, "You coward! You didn't use that shot." <laughs> <laughs> I I had heard that that also involved the director because the director and mm-hmm. and both. Tatiana Maslany and uh, Jamila Jamil, it kind of went, why don't we ever see that in women fights? Like, that's usually, in guy fights, one of them inevitably goes for the other one's crotch immediately. Like, let's do that. So they shot it. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was the shot they did. So it was part of it. And they're like, yeah, we're we're not going to put that way. Right. Because I think it was in Hawkman where Florence Pugh accidentally got punched in the boob. 
And I think it's even natural. She goes, oh, not in the teat. <laughs> yeah. She goes, who punches someone in the teat? Apparently, Hawkman? Oh, sorry, Hawkeye <laughs> Hawkman. Um, see, I can't blame this on having a stroke because I was like this years before, like yeah. not getting anything right. Okay, now that you've made the joke, I can, I can share my... Yeah, no, it's fine. You warned us of like these are the signs that I'm having another stroke, and one of them was slurred speech. But I do remember when I told you that I was like that one's going to be hard to tell because I will still do my stammering and getting words wrong. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. No, but it's, I get that vacant look of death in my face again, and complain about not being able to see straight and I'm dizzy. That's the one. Yeah, I I remember what you look like when it was, you know, presumably happening. And if I happen to forget, there's footage. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is. Well, that's not Tell you right now, treat the show like Jackie Chan treats every stunt. You keep filming. Okay. He has said that many times, that if he dies in a stunt, don't you cut, you keep filming. And then you move on. We are... Which means I probably have to teach one of you how to post this stuff. Sure, yes, that... We can we can do that we'll, later. We'll talk about this. We're also still going to call nine one one. All right. No, that would be great. I'll call nine one one. You just bam. <laughs> okay. Does that work? Sure. I'll be on the I'll be on the gurney, about to go into the hotel. Give me the headphones. Cable, move closer to the mic. Don't forget our sponsor. Watch out for six. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Don't uh, let that be something that you say you're being wheeled in on a gurney into a, an ambulance because they'll go, oh man, he's so far, he's telling us to watch out for snakes. He's so gone. Yeah, you're talking yeah. to a guy who once like, went plummeting down a set of stairs and and like didn't even try to catch himself, just shouted, I regret nothing. I just wanted to tell that story too. <laughs> when I worked at Tifon at the old Hollywood one, I went down the stairs from the parking lot and I slipped. Yeah, I didn't try to stop myself, just on the way down went, I regret nothing. My whole life is dedicated to the bit, I guess. That's, <laughs> that's why I try to tell certain publishers, they're like, well, we're just not sure that like you'll market your stuff. You're brand new. And I'm like, you have any idea how like badly I'm wired? Like, I will commit to the, the, the bit and the product will always come before my own self-preservation. Mm -hmm. Like, always. I'm like, but, but he wound up in the hospital. That was a good bit, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know what? I think that's how she hopes kind of going. They commit to the bit. They do. Yeah. They really do. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing this week, although uh, my watching of this week's episode is going to be delayed. As will, well, <coughs> yours might not be. I don't know what the hell you do for the rest of your Thursday. But I have to work, and then I have to. Oh, full disclosure, I tend to watch it in the morning. Like it's my coffee and breakfast kind of thing. You know, when we're getting ready to get to be at and being at work. Yeah, and I, I get up extra early on Thursdays and go to the gym. Monster. I know. I'm back on my daily walks. Yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays, my gym opens at 7 a.m., so I get there so I can work out for an hour with maybe 20 other people in the gym as opposed to the 120 people that can fill that place. No, yeah, there is that. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I would always much rather prefer to go to a gym after work. I just although I was having a conversation with someone, they're like, man, I don't want to get up and go to the gym at 7 a.m. But I sure have a lot more energy for the rest of the day mm -hmm. when I do that. That was also my thing when I had the morning gym. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to fucking go. But then an hour later when I'm done, I'm like, man, I feel good. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Thursdays, Lower Decks is back. Yeah. yeah. Woohoo! So we've both seen the first two episodes, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. um, this is one of those shows that's very hard to review because I'm always like, it's great. Like, we've either sold you on animated, goofy Star Trek by now or you've just chosen to not like it. I, you've just chosen that you're, you're that's not for you. I think what, what thrilled me the most about the season premiere mm -hmm. this season is that... And I fell for it. I fell for the gag um, because we live in this universe where everything is shit. Right. And we don't trust the cops. We don't trust our government. We don't trust any type of authority at all because they have clearly shown that they are out to get us. So right. watching an episode of Star Trek Lower Decks where Captain Freeman is in prison for a crime she didn't commit and she's being framed for it. And everyone around, uh, like, in... Everyone and, around Beckett. Yeah, Mariner is, like, warp speed ahead wants to go fucking fix this by breaking every rule. And everyone around her says, it's Starfleet. Just trust Starfleet. Starfleet's yeah, got this... Just trust, just trust the trust, system. Trust trust the system. Trust Starfleet. And it's like, oh, man, she's not going to do that. She's going to do... That. And that was the one thing that she was supposed to fucking do. Right. <laughs> because... It's Starfleet. Of course they took care of it. They took care of it in 20 minutes. I yeah. mean, there are examples of Star Trek not doing the right thing, or at least trying not to do the right thing. Sure, but that isn't this show. Right. Like, the Starfleet that Beckett Mariner works for is the toe-the-line, goody-two-shoes, we-do-everything-right-and-by-the-book Starfleet. Right. Which is why she isn't enough. Hard era paranoid Starfleet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, I actually rewatched that episode. I rewatched both before coming down here today. And I rewatched that first episode, and then it hit me oh, I bet you the captain was in on this, but only the captain, because this is totally some kind of covert bullshit thing that Starfleet loves to do. Mm -hmm. They know the packlets are up to something shady. So, like, we don't know what it's going to be, but something's going to happen. And then, boom, something happens. So they activate, you know, their their secret underground network of like, I need you to like do some spy shit into Paclet and Klingon territory, but we'll make it seem like we're persecuting this one captain for it. Because mm -hmm. it made me think of fucking Chains of Command in TNG. Oh yeah, yeah. When Jellico takes over the Enterprise. Mm -hmm. And they say that Picard's been killed in the incursion, and it's all, yeah, like, that's the same shit. Starfleet loves to do that. Mm -hmm. They live for the prestige. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. They really do, yeah. And, and because of that, like, I was all on board with that episode. So when we, you get the reveal of, like, no, everything was actually fine, Mariner. I'm glad your friends yeah. stopped you from doing something really stupid. Right, yeah. It's like, oh, 
man, I fell for that. Why did I fall for that? Oh, because everything is garbage. Right. Um, and this, I, this was a nice way to, for this show to remind me that Starfleet is again, and the Federation is something that we could actually have. We could work towards it. Yeah. Um, I love that Bozeman, Montana is an amusement park. <laughs> I want to go there. I know. I want to go to And that churros are still a thing. That made me happy to know. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah. And look, there's the one bar that only plays the one song. Yeah, that's right. They could only afford Magic Carpet Ride. They couldn't afford Ooby Dooby for the episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know, Bean. What do you think? It's it's off to a strong start. Yeah, they're fun. I I don't have like a lot of like specific things to say. That's the thing is, don't have all that you know like deep background. Um, I love that we got the first contact theme. When they go to Bozeman, mm-hmm. that's pretty great. Um, yeah, it's not that like lower decks can't deal with some issues, especially like the holodeck one where Mariner like murders her mom as a pirate queen. Right. Like it's still funny, but it's dealing with these first two episodes really haven't dealt with anything seriously. Yeah, no, they're just no, goofy. They're just warming up. Mm-hmm. Although I I am calling it mm-hmm. uh, Beckett and Ransom. Are probably I don't know because Fandy Newton has flat out said that she, her character and Jennifer start dating. Tony Newsom. Ta- yeah, Tony Newsom. Tony, isn't it? Tommy Newsom, not Tandy Newsom. Oh, yeah. I'm, Tandy Newsom I'm mixing characters with real people. Well. Um, you're mixing real people with real people. Okay. Tandy Newton you're, you're is a You're mixing your black actresses with the same initials. Okay. <laughs> they, are both, they are both TN. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I totally forgot about Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Jennifer. Jennifer. The Andorian. Like, yeah. that's her name, allegedly. It's such a dumb joke, and I love it every time. And I always, always like, get out of the way! I like freeze-framing the animation, because they go all out. Like, her eyes go different directions, her antenna will splay, and her body goes all splayed out for, like, you know, ten frames, and then it's back. Um, but yeah, she's mentioned that their characters are going to start dating. Huh. Which I kind of saw coming the last two episodes of season two. I'm like, ah, uh, they're building up to... You did say that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I know that tension. I know what's happening there. Cool. I did um, not realize that they got James Cromwell. I didn't either. Voice. Oh, I, I recognized him. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was someone that was like, oh, they got a good voice for it. Okay. No, like I heard it, and I'm like, nope, that's James Cromwell. Yeah, I feel like Star Trek's on this great resurgence right now. That like, when Paramount or the writers' room, or whatever, when they call up an actor saying, "Hey, do you want to do this again for like a few minutes?" They're like, "Hell yeah!" Oh well, yeah, they got so uh, they I'll got Murtaugh. Right now, they did get him, JG Herschel. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yes, JG Herschel. Um, that that uh, Dungeons and Dragons pastiche was. Fucking great. Your chest thumping did not increase your stamina. <laughs> oh. That was so good. I, I want that game now. Yeah, and I like how it's a direct ripoff of the VHS game that came out in the 90s. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's very meta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I am also just now learning that Jennifer is voiced by Lauren Lapkus, who I really enjoy. Uh, a comedian. Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, she's funny. Yeah, she, I'll, I'll watch anything she's in. So now that makes me like Jennifer. What's her name? More. Lauren Lapkus, which is L-A-P-K-U-S. Oh, it's a funny spelling. Oh, okay. Well, it's not spelled the way you think it's spelled when yeah. you hear it. She looks like someone who would be funny. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't gotten a whole lot of character development yet. I feel like the first two episodes were about just, all right, let's get back to them so you remember everybody. I mean, um, had his episode. Yeah, that's true. I love the idea of Bajoran dirges. <laughs> Man, that was great. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, um, I think my favorite scene from The Hunt is when the hunter is like on the ceiling and stops at the captain and says, by the way, thank you. The mimosas were delicious. No problem. <laughs> um, I liked just one more for the guys. Oh, yeah, one more. One, one more selfie. Yeah, that was pretty good. You made one mistake. Never announce you're becoming the hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and just stand there. Just, just stand there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Um, and I don't know if this is all in my head or not, but every season, the opening credits, that battle with the Bork that they leave... Does it get more crowded every season with it more does. bad guys? It okay. Because this time I know it's a crystalline entity, and I'm like, yep. I don't remember that in previous seasons. In the first season, it was just, just the, the Borg. Romulans. Well, no, the Borg. It's the Borg fighting the Romulans. Yes. They come yeah. to the aid of the Romulans, and then they take off. Yeah. And then it's the Borg and the Romulans and the Pack Packlids. And this season is added the crystalline entity. Yeah. I'm not thinking. Now I'm trying to think, who do they add for the next one, next season? Mm. I think they should just go for it and have the uh, fucking Doomsday Machine just come, dun, yeah, dun, dun, just coming right up. That would be great. Yeah. I also like that the... I know that... I've heard that some people don't like this. I don't care. I like it. I like the the new intro to all Star Trek shows where they have the ship come out. Yeah. And it's like the, they do it for Star Trek, yeah. they, or for Star Wars. They do it for Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. I'm sure DC has one. I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, well, because no one's seen it in a long time. Yep. So I like I, I like the fact that they do that, and they it's just going to be Ezra Miller's monk shot uh, as they flip comics under his under their mm -hmm. face. Um, but they, there, uh, I corrected. I said there. Uh, they. Uh, like they introduced it for Strange New World, so it was the their Enterprise doing that, but for lower yeah. decks. Yeah, and at first I thought, Cerritos. oh, they're always going to have the Enterprise because that is Star Trek. Like, no, now it's the Cerritos for mm -hmm. their show. Oh, I did not catch that either. Yep. So it's whatever shows. So yeah, now we know like Discovery's going to have one. I bet Prodigy does. I would we'll see why not. So. Yeah. Maybe they just do it for the Paramount replays, Probably. not for live and Nickelodeon. Um. Mm -hmm. Oh shit! That means that means for the season three of Picard, we will either get Enterprise D or whatever new ship they're in. The new Stargazer. Maybe, although I wouldn't be surprised if they do Enterprise D, just for the still the the, the yeah. fullness. Considering it's the cast and it's the whole nostalgic punch. Yeah. 
I just want to know what what ship uh, Captain Annika Hansen is piloting. <laughs> oh yeah, they just said that she. Well, I don't know about the new season of Picard. So the new comic for Stargazer just drops. I think it drops this week. Mm-hmm. And those are actually considered semi-canon as prequels to shows. And she's not in command of the Stargazer. Like, as soon as that event's done, she doesn't keep the field command, the field captaincy commission, and some other person. Gets no, but, and she goes back to the Fenris Rangers. At least in the comic, she will. I believe for season three of Picard, she is... Starfleet. Yeah, I'm guessing in the comics something happens and she's back into Starfleet. And I think she's not just back in Starfleet, but she's a Starfleet captain has her own ship. Yeah. And I hope she so. she should. <laughs> yes, I hope so. Like, that... I, I like Picard for a lot of things, but one of my favorite things is the redemption of Seven of Nine. Yeah. For the sake of the actor. Mm-hmm. Because Jerry Ryan did her very best with what she was given. Yeah. And to allow her to come back and play Seven in a way, in a very mature and. Badass. And, yeah, a very yeah. badass way is fantastic. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that too. Um, there's more and more rumblings from Kate Mulgrew about Janeway coming back somehow. And not just as the hologram and prodigy. Hmm. Well, she she's coming back in prodigy. That's what I mean. I said not just as. No, I don't. I, I don't. No, I know. I, no, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but like a live action. Live action. Yeah. Right. I'm all for it. I, I, yeah. Again, so much of so much of Voyager I don't like has to do with studio meddling. And mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the actors and performances or what they were trying to do. Yeah. No. I, I, I guess I do agree with you about like the seven of nine character um, and the actor getting a chance to like redeem mm-hmm. um, themselves. Um, but I think that Janeway needs it even more. Yes, so, I, I think they so. Really, they really hamstrung her as a as a character. And I don't think she needs to be redeemed to fans of Voyager at all. Um, but I no. don't think that she needs to be redeemed for not redeemed. Redeemed is the wrong word. Uh, but, it, but there's, I don't know. I can't think of a better one. But just, well, just but let her have her time. Let her have her due. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's it. To, to give Janeway her due on screen so that the rest of Trek fans go Oh. That's what it could have been. Oh, yeah. That that's one of the most frustrating aspects to that season series finale of Voyager. They just fly over the Golden Gate Bridge and there's fireworks and you just fucking cut to credits. Yeah, that was. I'm like, so there was so much more to do once they got back to Earth. Like, get back to Earth with like three episodes to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we talked about this before, but like to Starfleet, half the crew are still criminals. Yep. Janeway needed him, but Starfleet was like, no, you're Maquis. You're still criminals. Oh, shit, she's a Borg. Mm. Like, we're going to try and dissect her. And then, you know, EMH being like, I am a sentient thing. And part of was like, no, you're not. You're a program. So they, there was shit that needed to be wrapped up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of just fireworks, you know, brought to you by Brian and Braga. I, I think mm-hmm. that if... 
we had time travel and everything else was taken care of and yes. we could just frivolously use it to help re-engineer Voyager <laughs> um, they would have made it back mid seventh season and then the last half of the seventh season would have just been integrating them back in right that would be good yeah, that'd be really good. They could still have a big Borg showdown, but it would be on Earth with everyone going, hey, I know that you're all happy that we're home and now we have to talk about some things, but the Borg are still coming. <laughs> right. They'll, they'll be here in like eight episodes. So Well, I thought because they blew up Unimatrix 1, that shut down all the Borg. No, that's what I mean. Shift where, like, get them home. Right. And then have that big fight with the board. Oh, right. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we got away, but they're coming. Yep. Yeah, I see what you mean. And clearly the board recovered from it because they're in Picard. <laughs> sort of. Sort of, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after we've gone back and fixed uh, Voyager, can we go also back, less far back, uh, and just undo Enterprise? No. I, I would rather fix Enterprise. I'd rather fix I, it. I mean, I'm, I, I've struggled to recall any redeeming qualities about it. All of season four. Uh, I would have I, I um, let um, Malcolm be gay. Mm -hmm. It would not have changed the dynamic of Trip and Malcolm nope. going to planet to planet to planet chasing tail. It no, just, not at all. That, yeah. that would have been perfect. Uh, uh, it give Meriwether and Sato more to do. Yep. Um, showcase exactly what that Sato was not a communications officer. She was a protocol officer, and that's mm -hmm. wildly different. Um, she was both of those things, but she yeah. was a linguist and a protocol officer. Um, I would have given... Far less sexist dialogue to Archer. Mm -hmm. I would still let him be flawed because I think that's part of the show is he needs to fuck up over and over and over again. Because that's what helps. And also to remind viewers more often that he wasn't in the command line. He's an engineer. Mm -hmm. Which is part of the reason why he's so buddy-buddy with Trip. Yep. They have way more in common than anybody else on the mm -hmm. ship. I would love to see moments where Archer just looks at Meriwether and says, fly us out of here. And Meriwether's like, you got it. Um, <laughs> and I would 100% give total ownership of all things uh, to Paul, to Jolene Blaylock, mm. and go, whatever you want to do with this character, we're doing. Yeah. You know, You know the Vulcans better than we do. Also, we're not going to make you wear that fucking wig. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the, like so much to change. It just implies that like there wasn't really much good. I think the bones of the show were good. I think all of the people there were mm -hmm. good. They just they immediately went out of the gate and tried to be horny late nineties Star Trek. It's like, dude, yeah. that that's not this show. That's not the world anymore. Yeah. Halfway through season three they pick up and then once Mandy Cotto's a showrunner for season four. That's where we get the augments. We get longer arcs. We get like three or four episode arcs too, mm -hmm. yeah. which is something that Brog and Berman were never going to allow, but they stepped away. 
Yeah. Um, and then I've talked about it too. I think you end season four. A, you don't kill Trip because you never have that episode. Yeah. I would end season. I'd still do through a mirror darkly because that's fun. <clears throat> but for me, season four ends with Romulus declaring war on Earth. Yep. Season five, I jump like five years ahead. Yep. Like the war's over. Season five is the building of the Federation. It's refit and X01. Archer's still in command, but Merriweather now has his own ship. He got a field commission. Like the characters are not all together anymore, but things bring them back together. And season five is like, what is the political and social fallout of all these races that have never, they've been cordial, but they've never been a, together? Mm-hmm. Are like, oh, there are things out there that are dangerous. We need to form a federation. And, and season five is also. Um, Jeffrey Coombs is a full-time cast member and a member of the Enterprise group. Yeah, that's the big test. Because then you can get that that classic McCoy Spock banter between Jeffrey Coombs and Jolene Blaylock. Mm. That would have been yeah. fucking magic. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I I've even tried to pitch a fifth that. season to IDW. It's really not their call. Everything, everything they do is like is a comes through Paramount CBS anyway. Yeah, that's that's. I get that. Yeah, it'd be fun. Oh, now, Matt, I'm really mad now that I didn't get to a show where it was Jeffrey Coombs as Shran and Jolene Blaylock as DePaul, just being antagonistic and yet somehow forming a friendship <laughs> through that. God damn it. Yeah, because one day you got to do the episode where they're both stranded on the planet and have to survive together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there it goes. Christmas. But, but, no, but no lizard babies. No lizard babies. Oh, and, no. And, and no more um, oiling up a detox room. Which no. by season three, they kind of gotten rid of that. It's, I was fine with it in if you do it, but you cannot do close-ups. You... Absolutely, 100% just cut back, and it's just them, because then it just becomes, oh, this is routine. All Instead of like, wow. All the close-up shots. Trying, trying to make it an episode of Red Shoe Diary. Yeah. Yes. And, show and a little bit of Paul and a little bit of Tripp's butt on this. Like, make sure just, you get it in there. You're just focusing on body parts of those people. It's like, no. we. You are try, your dialogue tells us that this is a routine operation. Your camera work is telling us we should be thinking of this as Trek porn. Yeah. Yeah. And there's already Trek porn. Go find it. I don't need it in real Trek. This is true. Yeah. Some of it's good. How could you not be attracted to him? He's got the Kirk swagger and talks like Trip. It's from a, I think it's from a season one Lower Decks <laughs> where Boimler's freaking out about his girlfriend talking to this one guy. Yeah, he's like, he's got sense. the Kirk swagger and he sounds like Trip. <laughs> Um, well, really quick, this also weekend is Rose City Comic Con. Yeah. 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 Uh, I will be there. Uh, not as a guest. I will be there with Oni Press. Woo! Oh, cool. uh, so, yeah. Um, they are going to set up. I'm sure they'll have a, a schedule at the Oni Press tables. Uh, but I will be doing a signing because they are going to find they're going to get issues one through five of Season of the Bruja. And I will do signings for folks. So if you don't have. Some of your some of those comics yet. 
Yeah. If you have them and they're not signed, just bring them. I'll still sign them. You don't have to buy them there to, for me to sign them. You can do the Bendis model? What? He's like, what is it? To me, when you buy the autograph, when you buy the book, the autograph is included. You just have to come find it. Yeah. Because he never charges for any, yeah. any signings and he will sign anyway. Yeah. I have thoughts on charging for signatures. I think it's think it's a little tacky i get why some writers do it because as a rule writers don't make money mm -hmm. at shows i think the only time i would maybe ask for money is if i know it's because they're going to go to cgc and then flip it there's no way to know that there's i mean sometimes there is because of the C, because to get a verified autograph at a show the cgc rep goes with you oh, oh okay so i was thinking you're like well, yeah, like, how would you, like, choose, Not, like, okay, well, number four in this line of 20, he's going to take it to go. Yeah, the rep will go with you to so, verify the signature. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, but even then, I'd probably just put a can out for the Hero Initiative. You know, I'm a big believer in the Hero Initiative. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. I, yeah, I have thoughts. We yeah, we won't get into it. I know it's more nuanced. It's more nuanced than we're going to be allowed to do in five minutes here. Maybe after you do a recap of Rissing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Cable, you'll be there with Guardian? I will also be there. Are the only one not going? Do yeah, so. Go? I don't know. Yeah, you want to swing know. by? Yeah, I would do like a drive-by for sure. But... Yeah. I can't offer I don't. I've been really on the fence about going, so. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you yeah. let me know. Yeah. I, I'm not doing, I'm not going to do the all day, every day thing, mainly because I have stuff like literally every day of the show. Mm -hmm. um, I will. You will, but I'll you'll be, be getting paid for it. Yes. Um, yeah. On a personal level, this will be nice. This will be the first time that both myself, Oni, and the book will be at a show together. Um, so I am excited for that that's one of the things as a newly published person i was really looking forward to and for reasons none of it happened until this coming weekend um so you know i'm a little i'm a little pumped for that and you know, always get to see hi to people that i don't see all year except at rose city yeah so that'll always be good you know see how many more of the uh, the kevin smiths i can pull if i run into other publishers there <laughs> You know, like, sorry if I haven't got back to you in time if you had notes on my comic because, you know, I had a stroke. <laughs> I'll fucking milk it. Do whatever. it. Do and it. it's also not lying. It's, and it's not like a small thing. It's not like, oh, I had a cold. I broke my leg. Not that that's not a big deal. You know what you, I mean? You are, you are yet another example of how comics is trying to kill the people who work it. Yes, it is. Constantly. Yeah. It Comics, in order to continue to survive, requires human sacrifices. Mm -hmm. I would like to not be one. Willing and mostly unwilling. Yeah. Yes. There are a lot of things I want to say, and I'm going to say none of them. No, all right. All right. Other than, right. you know, it would be a really great start is if fucking freelance writers, comic writers, artists, inkers, letterers, if we were allowed to form a friggin' union. Mm-hmm. Because then the union applies for uh, insurance. Uh -huh. Right. But we're not. And on that note... <laughs>
Uh, do we have a guest next week? I do not remember. That's a neat sound you're making. I don't believe that we do, but we can take a moment and talk about what we do have. Um, so I don't have it nailed down. We will be having um, Gwen and or Brian Callahan from the HP Lovecraft Film Fest. They will be nice. joining at, uh, at one of these Tuesdays this month to mm -hmm. talk about the upcoming HP Lovecraft Film Fest which is the 7th, 8th, and 9th of October. Uh, it's the, and maybe you stop working, computer. Hello, uh, computer. So that that's coming up. Um, the, if you haven't got your tickets, they'll be available soon. The Kickstarter will be going up soon. Mm -hmm. uh, Lovecraft un, Under the Gun is also coming up. I know you wanted to do that this year. I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, that's a little different. Depends if I, what I do. It, it's also the same weekend as Witch Hunt Theater. Oh, is it really? Yep. Does that mean Lovecraft's the next weekend? No, no I have lo I have lo uh, Lovecraft starting on the thirtieth. Um, go to their website. See, I didn't have the dates for it when I posted that little thing of like, hey, let's try and do Lovecraft under the gun. Yeah, Lovecraft under the gun. Your entry has to be your. Uh, you have to apply to enter. It has to be in by the 22nd. And then filming takes place the 23rd through the 25th. Ah, oh, damn okay, it. Yeah. And then the festival is the 7th, 8th, and 9th of October. All right. Well, nope. We'll try again next year. <laughs> it, what we can take from this is, I think, at least minimum once a quarter, we make up our own guidelines and go make a movie. With yeah, the same time that'd be period. fun. We just do it ourselves. To, to practice. Mm -hmm. Practice makes perfect. Just do guerrilla style. Yep. Just slip it into their program. Yeah, because <laughs> that works. Yeah. But I, don't, yeah. I don't think Gwen and Brian would appreciate that. No, they curate their, their shows. Yeah, I would not do They're that. They're very nice to us. Mm -hmm. So let's. I, I wasn't being serious. <laughs> I, we, I we know. Uh, Gwen did say that she really liked our coverage of the show. She liked the, the, the Portland Horror Film Fest. Yeah, she saw liked, that. She liked cool. that we did that. Um, and then our first guest in October is going to be... Uh, B-Day for real, right? Yes. Yeah, B-Day Walters for real this time. B-Day Walters. <laughs> it was funny. It was a few weeks ago I tried to ride him back with new dates. I was like, does this work? And he says, it does not. I would be DMing in a castle in England. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. That's why parts of September. Well, sounds rough. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a cool gig. I feel, I feel like there's a lot of pressure, though, because people pay a lot to do that D&D in a castle. Mm -hmm. So your game better be, like, on point. And it would be. All the shit I've seen MDM is great. So. Cool. Um, um, and then also in October, we're going to be interviewing um, Sophie Somaroff, who is the director of the short Love is a Fire that we saw earlier this year. Mm -hmm. at Portland Horror Film Fest. Um, and we will also reunite with our friend Alexander Spieth, director of Stack. Which is winning all the awards right now. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes, it is. Yeah, good for her. Uh, oh, it should be. It is quite the festival darling yeah. of, of a movie. That appearance may not be over video chat, 
she may be That's here in Portland, right. depending mm-hmm. on when Stag is in the lineup for the Portland Film Fest, which is also going on that month. Right. What could possibly go wrong with all of us hanging out with Alex all night again? On a school night, no less. <laughs> oh, man. In a, in a location that has a bar. What? What? Right. Bear, bear, bear. Well, on that even more happier <laughs> note, let's wrap it up. I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Bean Rita. And I'm Cable Hashitan. And we will speak to everybody next week. Didn't we have a new ender? <laughs>